Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Uh, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. up everybody we are here tonight and we are drunk on the fightings jay it's opening day in major league baseball it's opening day for the phillies tomorrow doesn't get it doesn't get better than the promise of a new season what what, what do you what are you feeling right now because i like i'm driving home i'm you know i'm i'm Thinking about tomorrow, like tomorrow they're going to have the the whole the pomp and circumstance. They're going to have all the bunting out. They're going to have uh, the, the 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 player walk through through the you know from center field all the way out into the field. All the player introductions. Harry Callis's kid is going to be singing the national anthem, and you got a team that's going to be built to just hit bombs all day. Yeah, I. I mean, <laughs> I had to work today, and I, I probably received about 35 texts about, you know, opening day, and of course I was at work, so I couldn't, like, enjoy it the way that I like to enjoy it, but I, 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 what I've come to realize with the Phillies is pretty much, like, almost every season I can remember, I usually they, the Phillies usually don't start the first day. They usually play, like, the second day. Uh, but or I know they, that or they, like weird... in years past they like they've started on a Thursday, and then they're all Friday, and then they play Saturday yeah. or Sunday. So like, but what I mean I, is, I is that what I mean is is that usually usually opening day, at least in my memory bank, like there usually was only one game. Like it's a little bit different because of like I think because of the fact that they've had to rush this rush this out, you know, after they 
took so long to come to an agreement, you know, from the uh, the players, uh, you know, dispute with the owners. So, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, usually because I remember like I, I believe last year it was the Mets uh, might have been Mets Yankee. I, I forget, but it, it's always like one game like on usually like a night game and it's like the first game. Well, there's, today, like stand, there's, there's, there's like a standalone game, right? Yes, but today there was multiple games, but obviously a couple of them actually got rained out. So I, I think there might only have been three games total. Yeah, I think there were. Th- I think there were three three games. There might be the Mets are playing right now. I there might be a game later tonight. I'm not like I just. I'm looking it up, but I I just I love. I love baseball. I love it. It's a sport that I, that I grew up with. Um, and it's one that I, you know, I ended up playing all the way through college. So I really, um, th- there's a lot of stuff that I just, that I love about baseball. Um, and a lot of it are like the little like anecdotal things. Like one of the things I was teaching my kids early on when I was trying to get them into watching sports was like when we would watch baseball, if there was a hit where you could really clearly hear the crack of the bat, like turning the volume all the way up and just hitting, re- like watch it hit, you know, you, you, you hear that crack of the bat replay, hit the crack of the bat. Like just the, those, you know, the, the feeling that way when you're in the crowd, like that, when, when there's a, that anticipation of that third strike, when when the when the the crowds on their feet like I, there's just so much stuff that I love about baseball. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you. Like for me, obviously, you know I talk about it all the time on all my shows, every show that I either appear on or my own shows, and my love for baseball second to none. I mean, obviously, you know I'm a four for four guy, but. Deep down in my heart of hearts, I'm a baseball guy. I'm a purist, and I, I love the game. It, it's probably – I mean, it is the only sport that I played. You know, a lot of people play multiple sports. I've only played baseball. So that's the only sport I kind of know, you know, basically from the ground up. I, You know, I learned it at a young age and, you know, obviously played through up until college. Um, now, now, Jay, you being a baseball purist – We've got new, new, you know, the the new rule coming into the NL with it with the universal DH. What are your feelings? I I I think for me, I like the fact that it's balanced, right? You're you're getting the same rules and regulations in the AL as you're getting in the NL. Um, I think it ultimately translates to a better product on the field because you don't have essentially what amounts to an automatic out. What are your thoughts on, on, on having the universal DH, especially with this team that they got assembled right now? I mean, when I first, when I first heard that they were, you know, looking to change the rule, I, I was kind of, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of pissed off. <laughs> Dude, it's almost been a year. It Jay, is actually listen. It, it's 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 yeah. been close to a year, Jay. Jay, you got listen. It, it wouldn't be a baseball show if we didn't go back and revisit your the 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 penultimate show in 
you know, on, on what I guess what was Chips and Dish, where you and Chip debut you you debated the the is Aaron Noah an ace conversation, um, and your thoughts on on Aaron, quote unquote, ace Nolsa, Nola going uh, for the Phillies in their opening day start. Trial of Aaron Nola Part Two. <laughs> um, this one Aaron will be more Nola, abbreviated. Aaron Nola, uh, yeah. the trial of Aaron Nola Part Two. Right, yeah, I agree, Chip. Um, as of today, right, I'm not going to lie to you, and, and you know, obviously, I wasn't expecting to go here, but Aaron Nola to me is a guy that. He has the talent to be an ace, but I'm not going to lie. I think he's almost closer to a third starting pitcher than an ace at this point because he hasn't shown me the consistency that I look for right. in an ace. And, and and Chip, Chip, let me tell you, that was one of my funnest shows I ever did. Honestly, I had just honestly became friends with Chip and like, that was like one of my first shows yeah. you know, outside of sports and metal. And I, I had a blast doing that. And, and, and you know what, like looking back, you know, obviously everyone, when, when there's a debate, everyone has to take a side. And, you know, I, I stood ground and stood firm on, on my stance on Aaron Nola, but what we came to found, find out after the show, like towards the end was that right. Chip and I had different ideas of what an ACE really is and his standard happened to be much higher than mine. But you know what? The more I think about it and I, I reflect back on that show and and, and kind of how that debate went, I, I'm, all, I'm more in line with what Chip was saying at this point in time than I was, than I ever was. Because right. I kind of agree that, you know, a lot of times we, I don't want to say overvalue, but we, we overanalyze or overpredicate what an ace actually is because every team could say that they have an ace if you believe that an ace is the team's best starting pitcher but if right. you realistically believe what chip Jay, i think i think in philadelphia we love to love our guys right and we love to to be we're, we're forever the the eternal optimist every season so we're always looking until they prove us wrong we're always looking at what what could be you know, the, the best of, of a guy, like, you know, for, for last year, right. Jose, uh, Alvarado, right. was a guy that, you know, we knew was wild, but we said, listen, if we can get the best out of him, then, you know, listen, it, it, it'll be the, the, the best of both worlds that we get. I think for me, like the, the one guy that, you know, and I'm going to go into the comments right away. Um, you know, the, the couple people that are chiming in, the, the big news with Mickey Moniak getting hurt, right, out four to six weeks, a guy who came on really hot in the spring, was able to, to be really productive, especially when he was in a lineup with, you know, with the likes of the Harper, the Schwarber, the Real Muto, the Hoskins, like, like the Castellanos. When he doesn't have to be a guy, when he can just be – you know, seven, eight, nine in the lineup and not have to be depending on for mass production. 
he produced with a lot of power, with a lot of pop. And I think, you know, you might start to be able to get to see a better version of him forgetting that when you drafted him, that he was 17, right? So he's still technically speaking in the sport, a young player that with a little bit of seasoning, being around this group of guys, that young crop of, you know, of, of players, I, I think the, the fact that, you know, to me, I start to now look right now, you've got to replace him in center field. Obviously, you know, Odubel is what he is, right? He's a guy who, you know, makes boneheaded plays at the plate, in the field, on the base pass. So him being injured is almost a blessing in disguise. I think you're going to look at a guy like Matt Vierling that's going to have to come in and replace him for that first four to six weeks. But thankfully, you're replacing him in a lineup where you don't really need that production. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame because I looked at it like I was so excited um, for the fact that, you know, we had a good crop of young guys actually make this team. And, and, right. and we were all hoping and, – and my hope was because I – you know, and we talked about this uh, yesterday, actually, on Phil's show, that the problem with the, a lot of times with these young guys is that teams tend to try to platoon guys, right. the young guys. It's different if we're talking about the 93 Phillies, and we use that example numerous times. Right. That team was a bunch of veterans. And when you platoon veterans sure. – Veterans don't struggle with platoons because most veterans, you know, if they're in a platoon, they, they've been starters before, so they know what it's like to start, but they're, they're, they're mature enough to be able to be in a lineup where they know that they're not playing every day and it doesn't affect their psyche. But when you right. have young players, they're realistically the only way to get them guys going and firing on all cylinders is to let them play. And that's why I, I kind of get frustrated. So when, when when I found out that Moniak and Veerling were making the team, my hope was that even though I know in the beginning of the year, because I know Joe Girardi, mm. I know his tendencies, I know what he's about, and I knew at the beginning of the year he's going to try to find who, who his best guy is. So there right. is going to be a platoon. But now that Moniak got hurt, it's kind of going to be all Veerling, which is fine. Yeah. Well, I'm just annoyed that it's just – I said – like I said, we can't have nice things, it seems. Like, Gomiak <laughs> is just turning the corner and he freaking breaks. I mean, how bad of a raw deal is that for yeah. that kid? I mean, I feel bad for the kid. And, you know, let's not forget, as you said, first-round pick, not just the first-round draft pick. First he, overall, right? Exactly. So, you're right, talking but about he, a guy that we realistically – really need him to do well because the Phillies need to have some success from these recent drafts. And I firmly believe though, that it's not a coincidence that Alec Boom, Stott, Moniak, Beerling, you're probably going to see a couple pitchers come up midway through the season. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that all these young guys are all of a sudden turning the corner and it's not a coincidence that Gabe Kapler, Matt Klintak, and, and uh, Andy McPhail 
are no longer in this organization. Because to me, they were one of the major problems. That that regime was basically in charge of what I call a systemic flaw in this organization, where they they preached analytics to the point where it was like they were bathing in it. Yeah. They didn't run a system where you developed players, where it was almost like we just want you to play with these analytics and, you know, hit this ball on this launch angle. And you don't have to go further than Scott Kingery to see how that totally failed. No, you're right. And listen, Jay, I think their focus on bringing young guys north, I think, has a lot to do with Dombrowski. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they that they know as this season goes on with them being plus on the plus side of the salary cap and, and knowing that they have that they're in that luxury tax already that in order for them to continue to be successful, they need those they need production from that young core in order to maybe flip somebody for a, a guy midseason. It wouldn't surprise me that if they play really well offensively, that they get to be a player to bring in uh, like an Austin Meadows, uh, like a guy, uh, there's a guy in uh, Baltimore, like uh, to bring in a guy at center field in addition to you know, maybe somebody who's in maybe your back of the rotation guy. Maybe it's a back of the bullpen guy. But if they can get production from these young guys, maybe that gives them the opportunity to then turn them around and flip them for a major league impact player that they can then push for, you know, that that either either that wild card or that division. I, I think the Braves and the Mets are kind of one and one A. Um, in my mind, but I think they can push for that wild card. I think it's really likely that you might get three playoff teams out of this NL East. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I, and I think we'll hit on that later, a little later yeah. when we uh, kind of go around the league. But I, I agree that, you know, they have, I don't want to say oodles of, but they have, some good young talent now and it's showing. Oh, absolutely. Where there was a disconnect is exactly what I what I was getting at was that they weren't they didn't have the right people in positions as far as player and personnel development. And that oh, that's absolutely. like oh, a, oh, 100%. such an important element in, in baseball that the Phillies were lacking. But and like I said, I, I think a lot of it was driven by Matt Klentak and that regime, because you got to remember, like, Klintak was an Ivy League guy. He's, he's one, you know, he was in one of those nerds that basically his whole philosophy was run on numbers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the way he ran this team. And, you know, Andy McPhail, no, no pun intended, Andy McFailure, because uh, if you realistically yeah. looked at Andy McPhail, like – what has he ever so really bad. done? So he hadn't won since 1993 with the Twins. I mean, yeah. you're talking an ancient artifact that we were, you know, resting our hopes on this guy, the fact that he was going to turn this team around. And honestly, they went backwards. It was obvious. After 2011, 
you know, this is the first time that I am actually excited about this Phillies team since 2011. Well, Jay, and- this is the first time that they've actually built a team that was designed to play really well and really, really maximize this ballpark, right? This ballpark was built for hitters. It was never a pitcher's ballpark. So the fact that you, the, the, the two main guys that you brought in Schwarber and Castellanos are guys that are, are major power guys. Are they suspect defensively? A hundred percent. I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up anybody's ass. That team is not going to be really good defensively. They are going to be suspect. In, in, but I also feel like there are games that they're going to win, you know, nine to seven. There are games that they're going to, that they're going to give up leads late in the game because their bullpen is going to fail them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. But I would rather ride and die with a team like this than a team that they had last year where, you know, in the middle of the year, you're talking about, like, guys like Brad Miller hitting cleanup. Like, and some of the trash that they rolled out last year, some of the guys – I mean, Jay, we don't have to go through the laundry list of guys that played center field last year. It was just bad, top to bottom. And it it showed no effort – where I think Bryce Harper asserted himself as like the pseudo assistant GM um, in, in that when they signed Schwarber, that his response was like, yeah, but we need more. And that he is saying, listen, I'm here. I'm here for the next, you know, I, I signed that deal for 13 years. I'm here to make this city a winner. Let's go out and let's build. And I think if they can hit the way that we think that they can hit, it gives them the leverage to go out and make moves. Now, do they have the assets to go out and acquire super top end talent? No, I don't think so. But do they have the the ability to maybe go make a move to, to get guys that are better than what they have? Yeah, I do. I do think that. Well, I mean, you bring up a lot of good points. Uh, I look at that team just last year, and it was so devoid of talent in that I'll give you a perfect example. A guy like Alec Boom, part and parcel to why he was having such a struggle 
is because he was expected to be one of their better players as right. a second year player. The guy and and talk about young. I mean, we talk about how young Moniac is. Boom mm-hmm. is still you know very young in the ages of baseball, and honest to God, a lot of times guys do take a step back in that second season. Um, Alec Boom has always been suspect defensively. We, we, we all know that. When he was drafted, they said that it was probably going to be a problem and that he would more than likely, you know, have to either go to first base or become a DH, you know, you know as his career evolved. Well, here we are now. The DH has arrived. The thing <laughs> the only, at, only, is, only problem is, Jay, is that they've built a lineup of this, guys that could be the DH. But that's where I'm getting at with this. Yeah. So what I'm looking at with Alec Boom is, is that he might not necessarily be a guy that's going to stick with this team at this point in time because I think their timeline changed. Their timeline changed when John Middleton went over the tax. When he signed Castellanos, that basically said to the team, we're all in now. And right. when you do that and you have a guy like Bryson Stott, who's actually come along a lot quicker than a lot of people expected, and he's actually done really well at third base, there is a very good possibility that Alec Boom is one of those assets that you use in the middle of the season to acquire a pitcher or a hitter, or a combination of uh, players, because Alec Boom, even though he's not an A one asset, he's an A two asset, and yeah, he's a oh, guy yeah. that you know if you throw him out there with another couple guys, you might be able to get down. I'm talking about like the trade deadline. If the Phillies are in it, yeah. know that Dave Dombrowski, because Dave Dombrowski's history shows that he loves to trade younger players to get. Oh, oh. Jay, I mean, 100%. Look at how he built that, that team in Detroit, right? He sold anything and everything he could for, you know, look at, look at the trade where they brought in, where they, they trade. Uh, Miguel Cabrera to the to the Marlins, or Freggy, they get him from the Marlins, and they bring him in, and they give up, you know, prospect after prospect after prospect. Some of them hit, but in in all likelihood, Jay, here's what I've learned about trades: if you get the best guy in the trade, you win the trade. So it, it you know the the you know in a couple, I just want to. You know, Chris, you're you're in the comments asking about Mike Trout, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and you know, Chris also mentions the Flyers won. Yes, you know, that that's you know, I, at, at this point, um, you know, at at a, at a point in time where the Flyers need to lose, they win. When they need to win, they lose. They suck. Whatever. We're 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 on we're we're on the 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 optimistic train here because we're talking about a season that hasn't started yet. So. Jay, uh, let, let's just go through the roster real quick. All right, so the, the infielders that they bring north, right, you, you've got you know, Stott, Segur, Hoskins, you got Didi, you got Alec Bowman, you got uh, Johan Camargo, right, who, who used to play with the Braves. Um, 
which I think out of that group, you can put together a decent infield, right? Nobody's lighting on the world on fire. I don't think anybody in there is winning any gold gloves, but I think they can be serviceable. Your thoughts? I mean, yeah. I, I Like I said, I, I love the fact that you went out and you, you, you went over the tax and you, you brought in, you know, Castellanos, you brought in Schwarber. So if you look at most of their team, Zach Wheeler, um, you can go down the line, Bryce Harper, all these guys are outsiders. But it's always good to have that mix and influx of some young talent. And to bring Bryson Stott and Alec Boom and obviously Moniak before he got his broken hand and Veerling. Right. That's four guys right there that are going to be contributing in, in a major way to this team. Even if they do platoon, they're still going to play major minutes and major you know right. amounts of games, you know, to help this team, you know, along. So I love the fact that they have some youth because you don't want an all veteran team because then you're you're at the point where it's like okay, well, and, and we've talked about how you have to kind of build through. Now this is the antithesis of the 2008 team because that team was pretty much the majority of that team was built through their through from their own. But right, that was that was a farm that was a farm system team. Right. But they also had a mixture because if you remember that you know they did bring in some guys so. Um, I like what they're doing a lot, and I, I think the infield has potential to, I agree, be serviceable. Obviously, I'm not looking defensively. This is all offensively at this point because this team, right. I, I don't realistically see anybody other than JT Real Muto that could win a gold glove. Yeah, no, I mean, in, in the infield, most likely, right, you're talking about Hoskins is probably going to play first, right? Stott looks like he's got the job at third. And then you got DD at short, and you got Segura at second. Now, now I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear this, but if I had it my way, obviously. Well, Jay, for this for this moment in time, you are the manager of the Phillies. Well, if and, and if I did have it my way, I would Go be ahead. playing Alec Boom and Stott, and 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 not think twice. Because their lineup is so good already. I, I, I think it's like almost an overkill. Like I'm at the point where I want to see what Alec Boom can do. And I don't think him not playing is going to help. Okay. I think so, for me, in my opinion, most people that struggle either A, need to get sent back to the minors, or B, okay. they need to play. And I don't think – now listen, I'm I'm not knocking Didi Gregorius, and I think Didi Gregorius has potential to be sneaky, sneaky, very good in this lineup. But my point is, is that to me, he's a guy that's expendable when you have young guys like Stott and Boom. I would play Stott, at short, I would play Boom at third, and I would put Didi as the bench guy. Didi, the guy to spell those guys. Didi to spell Segura. Because Didi can play second, I would, I would venture to the point of, like I said, I would look to trade the guy, but I know 
right now there's probably not a value out there or there's not a market because of his contract. Um, that's just me. And yeah. I know a lot of people won't agree with me, but I think I don't like putting Stott at third only because I look at what happened with Scott Kingery when you started moving him around the diamond and what an I, awful I, experiment. I, yeah, no, and I, and I understand. Yeah, and, and that's a guy that like you, you swung hard and missed real bad on that by giving him a, by get, by giving him the contract that you did at the time that you did when he didn't have any major league baseball experience, it's suspect. Right. But I think there is something to say about the, about what kind of value they see in him as a player, considering where he's, where he's playing in the spring, right. He's got time at three of those four infield positions. So I think that to me shows the type of versatility that they think he has as a player, I, I think inevitably, I think at some point he takes over the job at short. I think not maybe to start the season, right? But I think, you know, because we know what kind of manager Girardi is, right? We know Girardi is a veteran guy first. We know that in all likelihood, Didi's going to start at short. Um but I don't, I don't disagree with your idea of playing those young guys and playing them early, um, because of the flip side of that, which is the fact that you have the veteran leadership in that lineup early in the lineup, right? Because now we can go to the alpha, right? Because you got an outfield now that is going to be some combination each day between the outfield and the DH of Castellanos, Harper, Schwarber, Veerling, and then, you know, you got Moniak who's going to play when he comes back. But, you know, to me, the fact that you can take three of those guys and you're going to put those three guys in the lineup every day, you know, I looked at the, the, the lineup that they had the other day when they played in Tampa, and that, to me, gave me a really good insight into – where they think those guys are going to slot, right? You got you had Schwarber that played DH, and then you went Real Muto, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins, right? To me, I look at those five guys, and all five of those guys have the opportunity to be run producers early, right? And it paid off early when they played Tampa. You know, Harper in the first inning, you know, you put him in a you you, you got to pitch to Harper, right? So what ends up happening? He hits a home run in the first. Comes back around on the second inning. Because you were able to get him at bats and you were able to get guys on base, now he's back up again in the second inning. Hits another bomb. This lineup, at the top of this lineup, is going to have the ability to put teams on notice early. And I think where their pitching is, that's what they're banking on. They're banking on the fact that they can get run production out of that that group of guys early where they can jump on starters and get them out of the game early. I, I mean, I absolutely agree. I, I honestly believe that they're going to have an unprecedented season as far as offensively. I, I, I remember the 93 team actually – 
hold, it still holds the record for Phillies most runs scored, and I believe it was close to 800. It might have actually even been more than that. I would have to look it up, but I think that this offense has the potential to beat that. I, I, I yesterday predicted – so I predicted the Phillies to go over 176 home runs. I have Harper at 40. I have Hoskins at 39. I got Schwarber at 37. And I got Castellanos at 35. And then, oh, by the way, JT with 26. And you're probably going to see Didi and, and Boom maybe hit close to 20. If they do that, <laughs> you're, you're going to get a shit ton of. I, I know that's. In, I know it's like a sick. Some no, Jay, I mean, it, it, it's play. it's legit that you could have five guys that are going to hit north of 30 home runs. Right. I and then you're going to and then you're going to have maybe two or three other guys that are going to hit north of 20 home runs. Right. You you have built a lineup of guys that can just produce, especially in this ballpark. Jay, Why in the middle of it? In, in June and July, when it's in August, when it's hot as shit there. And that ball is going to be flying out, like you, you're going to saw it in the spring. I, I mean, they have already shown. Jay, they, Jay in, in in I don't know how many games, but they hit thirty home runs this spring. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I think they're like, and it's only spring, which usually people are not in you know in their full uh, get up at that point. So to me, I think it's a precursor of what, you know, we're going to see. And, you know, obviously there's going to be some excitement down at that ballpark, like major yeah. excitement. Get, get there early, bring your gloves. There's going to be a lot of souvenirs handed out. Yeah. I mean, I remember like a lot of free, a lot of free baseballs, Jay. I remember 90, 96, 06. I went to quite a few games that year. I, I I think I already said it. It was the most games I probably attended in any season. It was in 96 or 06. I keep saying 96. I, I'm so freaking old. And 06 is you know, the year that uh, Ryan Howard hit, you know, hit 58 bombs. <laughs> so I saw quite a few home runs from uh, Mr. Ryan Howard. And uh, Chase Utley hit some bombs that year too. So – um, I'm looking at this team to be able to outmatch that era of Phillies baseball as far as offensively. I I, 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 I just think you can't – you just got to look at it. I mean, up and down the lineup. And like I said, even like a guy like Didi Gregorius, you know, if he gets on a hot streak, he, he can hit 20 dingers. I mean – Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna absolutely. Be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a shit ton of fun. And, Jay – not, not for nothing, but I you started talking about the 96 Phillies, so I had to go back. Jay, l- listen to some of these names. Ricky Batalico. Uh, who else we got? Terry Mulholland, Kurt Schilling, Russ Springer, David West, Gary Bennett, that Bobby Estalea, Mike Lieberthal. Who else we got? Uh, we got Kevin Jordan, Scott Rowland, uh, Todd Zeal even made a made a couple of 
Ruben Amaro Jr., Darren Dalton, Dykstra. That, that was a fun, fun team. And that was you know, the, the precursor to you know that that run that they make in in 98, where like just a fun, just a fun ass team to watch, man. I agree. Oh, Jay, now on the back end of their bullpen. Right, they they add. I, I think Corey Knubel add, adding him to the back end of your bullpen is going to be a guy that's going to give you a guy that they can depend on. Um, I think you know, got got you're you're going to in order for them to be productive, you're going to need to get really good production out of guys like Jerry's Familia, yeah, Jose Alvar or Jose Alvarado, Connor Brogdon. Um, but a guy that I got my eye on is a guy that's kind of been. He caught the injury bug the last couple of years. Sir Anthony Dominguez is a guy that I'm looking for to have kind of like a bounce back, be kind of try, you know, see if he can be uberly productive this year. Dominguez, man, I, I'm I'm super high on him. And, you know, obviously I remember when he first uh, debuted for the Phillies, I, I thought, I, I you know, right in front of my eyes, I'm like, man, this is like the next elite closer in baseball. Right? And then obviously he, uh, you know, obviously had to have Tommy John, but I think he's more than capable. I, I think you're seeing quite a few of these pitchers, you know, after Tommy John surgery, you know, come back. And it's usually not a year later. It's usually two or three years later where okay. you really see them improve. And I, a guy that comes to my mind is uh, Carlos Rodone from – he's now on the Giants. He was on the White Sox. And, I got you. Uh, he pretty much resurrected his career. I mean, he had two surgeries, and, you know, everyone thought that the guy was, like, totally done. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. And he came back last year, and he was throwing heat harder than I've ever seen him throw. So I, I think a lot of times I say that Tommy John surgery reminds me of ACL surgery now in football. Like these surgeries are just so much more advanced. And I, I believe that uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, uh, obviously, I wouldn't rush him. I think that you have – enough depth right now on your bullpen that you don't need to rush him i i would try to make sure that he's ready for down the stretch that's when i would kind of target now i i know a lot of times these teams rush these things but i don't think there's a reason to rush it because you have knievel um 
I'm saying it wrong. I think it's Knievel. 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 Think Flyers. Mike Knievel. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I struggle with a lot of names sometimes, um, especially Phillies and Flyers. But um, I, a guy that I'm actually looking at as a guy that realistically, when his stuff is when, when his stuff is on, it might be one of the nastiest relievers in baseball and that's Alvarado like Alvarado if he could ever just be like consistent would probably be the best closer in baseball like the guy Jay, we know we know he can't miles an hour like we, we know he can't be consistent <laughs> we know he can't locate fastballs but he can throw fucking gas I mean when you're when you're able to throw 101 or 102 like you're humming it in there man most like, definitely uh, and like I said, I, I'm not saying I expect it, but it's the guy that I'm looking at, and I wish he would improve because I remember when we signed him, I I, I, I had him as like the Phillies, uh, the bold prediction was to, you know, lead the league in saves. Of course, that was pretty dumb, bold prediction. That was almost as dumb as my Aaron Nola's and Ace uh, argument. <laughs> Jay, who, who's the guy, j- just so we can wrap up the Phillies conversation? Who's the guy you're most excited to see play this year? Bryson Stott. Um, tell me why. Give me in a couple words. I, tell me why. Because I remember what it was like when Chase Utley came up, and he—I'm not saying he reminds me of Chase Utley per se, but he does have a kind of a a swagger to him. He's got he, that. He's got that West Coast. I don't yeah. give a shit. I'm just gonna go out and mash the ball, kind of and feel. He's super talented, and you know, in a little, some ways, he does remind me of Chase Utley because he's not. He's not. He doesn't. He's not a power hitter. He doesn't do anything great, but he does a lot of things good, and that's what yeah. Chase Utley was like. Good defense, solid. You know, average guy that cares, gives his shit. <laughs> and he's going to, you know, he's going to give you 100% every game. And that's what I'm looking at. That's why I'm excited. And I think Bryson Stott could be, um, I'll give you my bold prediction now. Go ahead. Bryson Stott, rookie of the year. Ooh. I think he's going to surprise a shit ton of people, including people in this town. Okay. Even really know how good this guy can be. And I get it that he's not like, He's not a top – he's not even a top 30 prospect, but I don't think you have to be a top 30 prospect. I, I've seen guys that were in, out of the top 100 and end up being, you know, superstars in this league. So I, I, I think he's got the makeup to be a, a great player in the league for a while, and I'm going to – I'm telling you, I think rookie of the year. I know it's very bold, but that's my – that's my – and Jay, Jay that's what Jay, Jay, pause. That's what bold predictions are. That's when you kind of you, you you throw it all on the table and you say, "This is something that I think is going on." And listen, you know, for me, I the guy that I'm most excited to see play is Castellanos because I think he, between he and Schwarber, they're guys that this. The way that they play is exactly what this fan base loves. Guys that are going to get in someone's face, guys that are going to be balls to the wall, 
all night long that they are going to fit in so beautifully with this fan base. And I was sold when Castellanos is at his opening press conference, right? And and, and, I, and I'm going to butcher this quote horribly, but like, when when they ask him about you know what what kind of motivation he has to play baseball right and he goes I don't have a college degree this is how I feed my family I crush baseballs like like to me like I heard that and I was like I'm in like this dude just loves playing the game and I think it's the thing that we, after we got over the, the enamorment of the talent of Bryce Harper and what he was doing at the beginning of the year, that kind of felt like he was playing to the fan base to now see in reality that it was 100% genuine and that he really was intrinsically involved in this fan base. A guy like Cassianos. All he's got to do, Jay, is just crush baseballs, and this city will love him. So that's a guy I'm super excited to watch this year. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jay, around the NL East, right, The you, you got to start with a team that won the World Series last year, right? So you look no further than the Braves, right? And the Braves lose uh, Freddie Freeman who, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, is, you know, one of the better players in Major League Baseball. You know, probably you, you could probably argue top five. Um, they replace him with Matt Olson, right? They get him in a trade from the Bra- from, from the A's. They give him that long-term contract. The Braves just continue to regurgitate young talent year after year after year. Talk to me where your where where your thoughts are on the Braves. See, it's it's so hard to root. Well, obviously, I don't root for the Braves, but it's so hard to. Yeah, Jay, bet. fuck the Braves. It's so hard to bet against the Braves. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean the the te- the talent level that they have. You know, when, when you look at Freed and Morton and Anderson. You know, Soroka, like you got guys in there that are just going to be consistent starters. Yeah, I mean, and, and you obviously don't forget Ronald Acuna didn't play last year. He played a half the season and had 27 home runs. The guy was like on an MVP. He was on Bryce Harper type level numbers before he got hurt. So right. don't forget about that guy. Um, right. You know, you got Ozzy Albies, you got Dansby Swanson, you got Riley at third. But here's here's the kicker. Go ahead. I say don't bet, and it's hard to bet against the Braves, but I actually have the Braves finishing third in the division. Jay, I almost just spit out my beer. You said what? I have the Braves finishing third in the division. Wow. Hold on. Hold the phones. Hit the brakes. How? Tell me what the Braves did to slide back not just one, but two spots in this division. I don't think it's necessarily what the Braves 
did or didn't do. I think it's what the Mets and the Phillies did do. Okay. And um, I know a lot of people, you know, will probably say I'm nuts, but I, 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 and I'm not being a homer. I think the Phillies and the Mets and the Braves are all three going to make the playoffs. I agree. I I believe that the Mets are going to win the division. And the only reason that I say that is because I believe that at the end of the day, pitching wins all. You can hit the ball all you want, but down the stretch, you're going to be facing a team. Now, this is the kicker here because obviously DeGrom is hurt. Right. Can't really quantify how much that injury hurts them because if, oh, yeah. if he's only out – I mean, a lot of, you know, they said long term, but some people are saying four weeks. Some people are saying two months. But right. the bottom line is, if he's not out for the year and he is going to come back, down the stretch, you're going to have to face a rotation of Jake DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Carlos Carrasco. I mean, that right there, those four guys alone. I mean, Trump, any pitching staff in, in, in baseball. Yeah. No, and, and listen, the, but so, Jay, here's where I add, uh, here's where I'm at on the Mets, though. But wait, wait, wait. I didn't finish. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I jumped the gun. The problem is, is that everyone wants to just focus on that. And they, they just kind of gloss over the fact and they look at the Mets lineup and they say, oh, the Mets lineup sucks. And that is, Totally false. Because if you look at the Mets lineup, they actually have a very good lineup. They're not they're not gonna maybe hit as many home runs as the Phillies, but their lineup is sneaky good. And this is where you gotta be a baseball knowledge person to really realize you can't expect that Francisco Lindor just went from being a top two or three shortstop in the league to forgetting how to play the game in one year. Okay, you Pete Alonso is still one of the premier power hitters in this league. The guy is he's gonna hit 40 bombs. That's a given. Okay, okay. Brandon Nimmo, great leadoff hitter, bats 300 every single season. The Mets lineup is is better than anybody's giving them credit for, and I'm just the only one that wants to admit it because I am best friends with a Mets fan who knows more than a lot of people, especially about the Mets. So remember, yeah. I, I I live, breathe, and and talk to Aaron pretty much every every day. Listen, Jay, I, I will not argue. The validity of what some of, of some of the things that you said, but I've also watched the Mets be the Mets, and the Mets met really well. So until the Mets do something different, the Mets to me will like the the fact that Degrom is injured to start the season is the Mets being the Mets, right? That that's 
Yeah, the, that's an easy. Uh, but that, but every Phillies fan says that. I know that, but See, Jay, I'm, I'm a uh, realist. Uh, and, and, and listen, I'm sure there's some New York Mets podcast that's saying, listen, the, that's just the Phillies being the Phillies, and the Phillies are going to okay. be there. Can until... I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Anytime. Okay. Don't negatives sooner or later become positives? Like we could keep saying the Mets being the Mets than being the Mets. Sooner or later, the Mets are going to win a World Series. Like the odds of that happening are getting better every year because they haven't done it since 86. Whereas the Phillies already won in 08. We had our turn. I, my point is, is every team has its turn. I am just saying that the Mets are trending in the right direction and they have an owner that spent an inanimate amount of money this year. And he's going to keep spending money because he doesn't care. Yes. So that, so that will, that I will say is, is more of an asset to the Mets than anything else is the fact that they have a guy that's in the front office that is willing to spend money and spend lots of money and not give a shit because he's got more money than anybody could ever fathom to have. So to me, I'm not saying that I won't admit that a lot of the things there, – there is a lot of validity to the things that you said. Is Lindor – It's hard great, for me to say it because I'm it, a Phillies fan. But yes, I'm also I, an understanding of the game of baseball. Lindor, like I said, Francisco Lindor is a guy I wanted three years ago. Like he's oh. a stud. Oh, yeah. He's oh. going to turn it around like – He's not going to – just because somebody has one bad year. I mean, we said that Bryce Harper had a down year, if you want to look at it that way, the year that was in the middle of the year, you know, of his MVP year and the, his rookie, you know, the year he's – the first the year, year he starts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. not saying it was yeah. a bad year, but I'm saying Francisco Lindor obviously came to the Mets with a lot of, you know – notoriety and he came with a lot of pop and circumstance he came with a lot of notoriety he came with the uh, and i think the thing that might have bit him is the fact that they they hung a lot of responsibility of success on their team on him which i think you know for for the the players that they put around him you know minus pete alonzo right pete alonzo is, is is a great great player and a great, phenomenal, young power hitter. I just, like, Robinson, Robinson Cano. He's probably watching the game, but I was going to say, I'm surprised he's not checking in and, and commenting. But like, Rob, Robinson Charlie Cano Marte, to me is. Oh, listen, Robinson Cano is a has-been. But, yes. but he's still a guy that, if he's healthy – can hit 300, hit 20 home runs. Like, I'm looking at the Mets lineup, and, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, they're not – obviously, they're not going to put up the same power numbers as the Phillies. But what I'm getting at is that their lineup is a lot better than people give them credit for. That's but, that's the difference of where I'm at. Because And, and, and that's where I think – that lineup, and they'll say, ah, Mets lineup is nothing. But Starling Marte is a star. Okay, that, but that, that's where I think their their starting lineup could play into that. In that their starting lineup is going, or their start their starting pitching is going to be able to keep them in 
lower scoring games if they're being uberly productive, right? But if you know, if you look at you know, you know, and the shame of it is like you look at a guy like Taiwan Walker, right? Is a guy that they got kind of on the cheap, and you know, it is going to end up being a really productive pitcher for them. Carlos Carrasco, like you already said, is going to be. The, the, they they will Max, be the, the guy that they got that I really was mad at because <laughs> I wanted the Phillies to get him right obviously selfishly mm-hmm. was Chris Bassett because Chris Bassett to me is an ace I mean he okay. he was a star on the A's I watched the guy get hit in the head with a baseball and come back literally a month later like the guy is tough as shit and oh, I believe it he. I believe was on pace to have 200 strikeouts last year on an A's team that, you know, obviously overperformed, but the A's always seem to trade all of their talent. Jay, the A's are trading everybody. <laughs> I I heard <laughs> Jay, well, the, the A's are in town, right. To start the season. I actually heard that one, one of the, one of their starters for one of those games could be former Phillies farmhand. Cole Irvin. Cole Irvin, who in Major League Baseball throws the equivalent of the slow pitch, uh, EFIS pitch. It's Jamie Moyer. Probably less. It's, it, it's Jamie Moyer, but suckier. Yeah, Jamie Moyer. He's a suckier, younger, less productive Jamie Moyer. Right, he's he's a guy who's at this point basically throwing BP. I agree with you there, man. It, it's just for me, I like the the A's. Just it's a shame because you know it, 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 in the heyday of when you and I were were kind of into in the sport, like into growing up with this game, the A's were the A's were it on the West Coast. Right when you talk about the Bash Brothers with Conseco and, and McGuire, Dave you, got Rick, you got Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart. Like Ricky Henderson's lighting the world on fire, running around a bases, stealing bases. You know, hitting lead off, lead, lead off home runs. Dennis Eckersley. Oh man, like the A's were it, and now Jay, I heard a stat. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And I'm going to butcher this again. I'm not, uh, again, this is not a stat pod. This is a, a, a drunk pod. You, there, there are. Without drinkers. Oh, there, there, there are 11 guys. And this is courtesy of the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Olney. I think there, they said there are 11 players in Major League Baseball that have an annual salary that is more than the entire A's roster. Like the fact that you have such a disparity in roster that you don't have a, a, a salary floor that you can have the, the top end 
of the the Yankees and the Dodgers spending north of two hundred million dollars, and you've got the A's and the Orioles that are spending you know less than thirty five million dollars for their entire roster. Like you, like Scherzer. Like we just talked about the Mets. Scherzer is going to make more this season than the entire A's roster. Something is wrong. And for that to still be in place after they just bartered back and forth with the yeah, the with the 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 lockout and and, and trying to, to get the CBA all taken care of. The fact that you came out of that and still have this, it, there, there, there's something wrong. Like, there's something way wrong. I agree. Jay, anything you want to talk about the, with, with, with the Nats? I mean, the, the Nats behind, you know, is there really anybody to, to, to truly pay attention to besides Juan Soto? I mean, you got Victor Robles, who's in center field, who's a great guy to watch. Um, you know. They, they to to me it looks like you know you've got you know you know Corbin you got Strasburg you got Gray you got you got a bunch of dudes but I don't think you have enough to be better than the fourth team in this division. I actually think the Marlins will finish ahead of the Nationals. Ooh, hot take. You think, the Marlins, you think the Marlins finish ahead of them? I think the Marlins pitching staff could probably lead the, the major leagues in ERA. That's how good their pitching staff is. Wow. Is, is Sixto on their opening day roster? I don't know. I haven't checked. But I know that um, they have Rodgers, who – was pretty much right up until the end was rookie of the year candidate. He is not, he's not on their opening, but, but you got Sandy Alcantara, you got Pablo Lopez, Trevor, uh, Trevor Rogers, uh, Elsner Hernandez and Jesus Lazardo. All young, all young guys. Right. And then no, Jay, the, the oldest guy. All right, here's gonna here's gonna show our age, Jay. You ready? The the oldest guy on that team was born in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh. It's too funny. But Jay, I'm gonna have some inside information coming back uh on on the next episode because while I am away in Florida. Next week, it'll be my first game ever seeing a hometown team in an opposing stadium because I'm going to be at the Marlins Phillies game next weekend. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, we're going to be in Florida. the The boss lady and I are going to head south. We're going to go to Florida, but we're going to be uh, we're going to be headed to the the Phillies are in town in Miami uh, next week. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in the building, 
That's freaking awesome. You're gonna have to send me a picture. Oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to get uh we're gonna try to get as close as we can. You know, it's the kind I think the Marlins Stadium is the kind where like you can buy tickets and just go sit wherever you want because there's there's gonna be about 14 people there on a Thursday in April. <laughs> yeah, no, super excited. That's the first time I'm gonna see any 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 hometown team outside of outside of Philly. So it's always, it's always been something that I wanted to do. We're going to be down there. It's about a half hour from where we're going to be. So we'll drive down. We'll, uh, we'll check it out and see, uh, I'll come back. I'll come back with some recon. You have to let me know. Yeah, man. All right, Jay around, around the league. What, what, what in the, what, uh, let's talk about the American league real quick and then we're going to wrap it up. Anything in the American League that you that you want to see that you a guy that you're going to watch? I know I'm going to go back to. I know he's not. I know he's not probably here anymore. But like, you know, Chris earlier brought up the the idea about you know Mike Trout and you know the fact that he's going to be playing with Otani out on the West Coast. What are your thoughts? What do I think Mike Trout will do? What kind of years Mike Trout have? I think I'll have a bounce back year. I mean, obviously last year he was injured and I was sad because I love Mike Trout as a, not only as a person, but as a player. And the fact, obviously he's a local guy, hometown guy, comes to the Eagles games every year. You know, great dude. Most of um, I, I don't think he'll have an MVP type season, but I think he'll have a Mike Trout season. Okay. Basically – on par with his career numbers and, um, you know, where he, where he normally slots in. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the American league. My guy to watch is a guy I actually wanted the Phillies to trade for. Okay. And that would be Mr. Byron Buxton. Ooh, okay. This guy, the only question mark with Byron Buxton, and this this is a big if, of course, but that's what happens when you make bold predictions. There are always a lot of ifs. But is his health? Yeah. He's what a guy he, who just who, who has every trouble staying on the field. Yeah, he's, I mean, he just can't stay on the field. But he's still only 28. And he's the type of guy, he's got five tools. Like, he could realistically hit 40 home runs, steal 30 bases, and basically hit close to 300 and while playing great defense. If he You're does right. that, uh, he'll, he'll be, you know, a candidate for uh, MVP in the American League. Now, I don't think he'll ultimately win it because I think Shoei Otani yeah. is just as capable and – um, what he did last year was unbelievable. Like I, I don't think we've seen anything like that. And, and it's gonna, it's gonna be really hard to to be able to duplicate his production. Um, it, it is gonna be cool to see, you know, now that the the DH is universal throughout the American League and the and the National League, to be able to see how when they kind of cross over how the the angels adjust to the games where he is pitching cuz they're 
there there are rules in place where even if he's pitching, he can then become the DH and stay in the game and not have to be taken out, even the, even if he's a pitcher. Um, but I'm looking at like the team that I'm looking to watch, Jay, is Toronto. Right, Toronto, Toronto has just mind. yeah, dude. Toronto is just a team that is just a pile of young, super talented, you know, and you know, it's almost like they build it on the backs of of the the sons of, of of former baseball stars, right? You got you got Vlad Guerrero's kid, you got Bo Bichette's kid, you got um, like just a ton of talented young guys. Um, You're forgetting somebody. I know, I know. I was trying, Jay. Tr- truth be told, I was trying to gloss over it because I couldn't remember it. Who am I missing? Well, you got Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and then you have the guy. Who am I missing? I gotta look it up now. I'm, this is pissing me off. You're, I'm so mad. I'm so glad you called. I'm, I'm glad you called me on well, it. Well, before you get to that, and they bring in Matt. And listen, and they bring in Matt Chapman. Give it right. Here's they, the they have George Springer. Give it. Guess who they they're linked to. And I, I can't even imagine how good they'll be if they get this guy. The Toronto Blue Jays have been linked to Jose Ramirez from the Indians. Jesus Christ. He he's definitely going to get traded this year because look at they already traded Lindor. Uh, the Indians are like the A's, like they just they do the same shit. And if if Jose Ramirez goes to the the Blue Jays, I I think that pretty much guarantees a, a World Series because that team already with George Springer, Guerrero, you got Teoscar Hernandez who's Probably like people are like, who's that? And he only hit 300, had 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, and 100 runs last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, Lourdes Gurriel, who is still young himself. And then you got the catcher. You got Kirk. And you got Danny Jansen, who's their young stud catcher. So, yeah, the Blue Jays definitely – I mean, you nailed that. They're probably the most exciting team on my radar to watch other than the Phillies. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a team that I'm just I'm, – I'm excited to watch. I, I am – yeah, the, it, it's hard to ignore the talent on the Astros. Yeah, they, they, they've got a, a, a bunch of they, – they just get they're, – they're, they're consistent – the team that is sneaky every year is the Rays, right? They always bring up guys that nobody knows about, right? Like nobody knew about Randy or Rosarena a couple of years. Like he comes out of nowhere and is insanely productive. So it wouldn't surprise me if like in the East, if it ends up with like the Blue Jays and Rays, right? And the Yankees don't make it. Um the, the the team that I think you, know, you you can't overlook the talent that's on the White Sox either, right? You got Jose Abreu who's going to give you a ton of a ton of production. Um, Jay, anybody else in the American League you want to touch base on? Um, I give mean, me a bold, give me Jay, give me a bold prediction 
for the American League. And then we're going to go to final thoughts. Old prediction for the American League. Well, I don't know if it would be a bold prediction because the guy's a generational talent. But you mentioned the White Sox. My pick for the AL Cy Young, Eloy Jimenez. Ooh, okay. The White Sox. I got you. He last year he was hurt in spring training and he didn't come back until almost August. And I believe he only played like 27 or 30 games and he just he really just didn't look like himself. But that was a tough injury. I believe he tore his uh bicep. Gotcha. Jumping up for a catch. And that was, in, I think, the last day of spring training last year. And he was primed to be the breakout player in the American League. He's got major power. He's got a super, super, you know, great eye. And he's great in the field. Like, he reminds me, I'm trying to think of a guy to compare him to. He reminds me of Juan Soto in, in the National League. It's okay. Like Juan Soto. He's the American League version of Juan Soto. No, I agree. Jay, my 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 bold prediction in the American League, and I'm probably going to eat my words on this one, but I'm going to say the, a, the, the Angels make the playoffs. For some reason, I don't know why. I'm sure me, me saying that they're probably going to end up finishing, you know, right right up, right above the the, the A's. But I think the the Angels also have the ability that they have like a boomer bust. Yeah. To me, I think they have enough talent that if they can put it together, they can make the playoffs. And the fact that Mike Trout has never won a major league baseball playoff game is a crime. So I'm going to go a- the Angels. The Angels make the playoffs. So I love it. And Jay, let's let's do. You know, we we got to do the the obligatory. You know, who who's who's going to end up in the World Series before we get out of here? Who's going in the World Series? National League. Who you got? Dodgers. Okay. American League. Blue Jays. Okay, I like that. I hate to say that, but I said this. Blue I, wrote down, down I wrote down the same thing. Um, you know what? Just just for shits and giggles, I'll just go Dodgers. I I, I literally had Dodgers. I had Dodgers, Blue Jays, but I, I'm gonna go just ju- just to be a pain in the ass. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go on the other end. I'm gonna go You'll Dodgers. Have to write that down and put it we'll out. Write it down. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to bookmark this. Out. <laughs> um. But uh, Jay, anything you want to anything you want to shed, shed some light on on final thoughts before we jump out of here? Uh, no, just a shout out that uh, I'm going to be uh, rolling out a new podcast very very shortly, uh, and I already think I discussed it on the last show that we did our pop up show. But it's basically going to be based on mental health awareness and uh addiction nice. so um i think you know I, I, 
on the first show, I'm going to basically tell my story. And, you know, I want to use this as a tool to, you know, help others. And I, I think, you know, a lot of times we as podcasters, like, you know, we, we have, you know, we have a great talent and, and why not put that talent to use and, and try to help other people. And I think that's something that's severely lacking in the community. And I think it's something that I can definitely um, use my expertise on and, and, and try to help. And, you know, obviously I'm uh, clamoring for as many folks to help me as, as possible uh, with that. No, so, most definitely. I, lo- I love it. I, yeah, listen, you know, we've, you know, be, be, between the, the drunk on broad shows, but, you know, and things that Rich and I have discussed in between you and I, um, trying to shed as much light on that mental health piece as we can, I think is only going to be, it's only going to give people more of an opportunity to see the importance of it. So, um, you know, listen, you know, I'm here. Anything you need for me for, for, for that, you know, I'm here. Um, the, for me, the final thoughts, I'm, I'm just, I'm super excited for opening day. Um, the, the anticipation of a new season is incredible. Um, the, the, everybody's zero, you know, if the Phillies are zero and zero, you, you got all the, all the feels of the game, you know, you, you got the, you just got all the excitement, man. And I'm just super excited for, for everything that this, uh, that this season can be and will be um, to see the team, you know, that they finally been able to put and build on the, on the field. I'm just really excited about it. So, um, you know, go Phil's. Absolutely. Phils ring the bell, God. ring the effing bell, ring, ring, ring the bell. Let's go. Um, Jay, before, before we pop out of here, you know, shout out to our sponsors. You, know, you got La Terrain Luxury Watches on the left. You got Team Clicks, your your sports theme sunglasses, eyewear on the in the middle. Um, we got our new sponsor, Shocked Energy, uh, where it's it's a healthier alternative to some some of the energy drinks that are out there. Yo, Shocked, we're still looking for some of those samples so we can do some uh, so, some on air promotions for. Uh, what we'll the company, Jay? We got to come up with a segment of, for for our our shocked energy sponsor. Um, but, uh, you know, we're really thanks. Thanks for our sponsors and uh, everybody have a great week and go Phil's go Phil's. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. 
That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.